The middle is absolute death. We're going to talk about door swings, dropping, and what you need to do to make sure your mattress business thrives. The Dos Marcos Show begins in 60 seconds. A FAM production. Furniture and mattress. FAM.news. Driven entrepreneurs, listen up. It's time to team up with Nationwide Marketing Group, North America's most successful network of independent retailers. You'll gain access to programs and services that level the playing field between you and the national chains. Industry-leading digital marketing, increased buying power, exclusive networking events, and of course, their awesome learning platform. Nationwide Marketing Group is the business partner that helps you get results and stay ahead of the competition. Take the first step today and visit nationwidegroup.org. Welcome to the Dose Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. Got a couple of headlines I want you to check out up on fam.news. Yep, fam.news, that's where all the action is. Corsicana hired an industry veteran as the new CEO. You know him as Eric Ray. Uh, also, Nationwide Marketing Group earns the Energy Star Partner of the Year. Check out that story. That's a big deal. And a past podcast you don't want to miss. We got a lot of feedback, a lot of text messages to our podium number about biophilia, neuroaesthetics, and the science of designing health into the home. It was really great to have uh, Mike Peterson on the show and Linda Kafka. So check all that out at fam.news. And then also, Craig Lefew, delivering frictionless financing. Is there such a thing? How Qualify is getting more customers to say yes on the first try. Quinn, I don't know if I've heard of anything that has made my day more in a long time than what you told me happened with your son, Nick, this past <laughs> weekend. I mean, I'm talking to the father of one of the fastest kids in the country, the father of the fastest kid in the state of Arkansas. That's a huge deal. Which is shocking knowing me, right? That he is my son. Like I was, like I joke, I'm like, I'm solid B team, like all the way, right? But no, Nick's fast. He's actually, so in 6A, he's a state champion in the 400 meter, he ran a 49. And then in the state of Arkansas, cause there's some kids at private schools, I think they edged him out. So he's like the third fastest in the state, but one of the top, you're right, one of the top in the country. But anyway, he's just, he's so fun. But Kinsley, here's here's what the best part of it was for me. Because he, he, he set a new school record in his own PR, state champion in the 400, but then he got state champion in the 4x4, right? And so they took first place there too. Two really big things about this, this weekend for him, and they apply to everyone, right? He was getting discouraged this year because he put so much time and effort in. And he had broken 50 seconds on the 500-meter run before, but this year he had not. So all this hard work, he couldn't get over his PR per personal record of six foot four on the high jump, and he could not get past or get faster than 50 seconds. Well, here's a kid who's working every single day, beating his brains out. And the last meet of the year, he just crushes it on all the different things he had been working on. And so the lesson for him was it's consistency over time. It is you in my head telling me it's doing a hundred podcast episodes before you ever monetize it. It's, it's every day going to work and, and putting the effort in. And then 
it will catch up with you. If you're making if you're making the commitment and you're doing the work, it will catch up with you. So I loved that he learned that lesson and the joy that that came from it and to see his eyes when he got across that finish line, that big hug at the end. And then the, the second thing was another really great lesson, which is, you know, he wanted more than anything to win the four by four because of the people on the team. It was about them more than it was for him. He got the baton. He was way behind. He was the last leg. He had a lot of room to make up for. And all he could think about the whole way was, you know, winning because two of the kids on his four by four team were seniors. And so he's like, they're never going to get a chance to win the state championship in this event. So in his head, it's all about let's catch it for my friends so they can win. And so my point is there's purpose in that. And that's a great game to play with yourself at business or in athletics. Give yourself a reason to want to win. And that's what he did. So I love it. There's so many lessons, isn't there, Kinsley, in, in sports and how they, they bounce back to life. It's so it's so cool. And I, I'm going to tell you, from just an athleticism standpoint, Nick gets that. You sent me the video. I watched it. Tara and I are sitting there just about to tear up because we're so proud of him. Nick gets this baton and he the 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 distance he had to cover the gap that he had to close to chase down this kid in front of him who was very fast was almost insurmountable i saw it and i thought how how on earth is nick going to catch up to this kid let alone pass him you know get within steps of him would have been a remarkable accomplishment but nick i mean just chipped away chipped away chipped away and this kid is blazing fast out front Nick starts closing the gap. They go around that third turn, and you can hear it in your voice. You get excited. And Nick has a chance at this point. He's closed the gap enough where he has a chance. And then he just turned on the afterburners, and you could see he left every ounce of himself on that track to make sure that he won it for his friends. I'm so proud of him. And, I mean, you, you and your family have to be proud of him. He's such a good kid. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I am so proud of him. And here's the funny backstory. I said, because I asked him a lot. I'm like, what were you thinking during the race? He's like, well, I thought I was screwed because I had a lot to make up. And the kid he was chasing down, he'd been racing all year. And they, they, they he, Nick has beat him consistently, but not by a lot, right? So he knew to catch that kid who was a great runner. So he said about 200 meters into the 400, he's like, I was so tired. It was my fifth event of the day. And he said, I thought, man, you know, second is really good. We're going to get points. And then he thought about his friends. He's like, bullshit. And like he dug down. And on the third turn, he started closing the gap to your point. I'm like, he's going to win. Because at that point, he saw that, you know, and you hang in there no matter what the race is. And you don't let your brain tell you no. And you say, no, I'm going to. So it's just that perseverance. It's when, when, when you start feeling the pain, you start feeling tired, you start feeling discouraged. You know, the lessons he's learning as a kid and an athlete, I'm just so thrilled. And that's why I love when kids are competing in any way, not just, not just athletics, but it could be academic uh, contests or, you know, you know, debate clubs or band competitions, any kind of competition. It just teaches you so much. And I love that for kids. And I love to see them growing from it. So, man, thank you. Appreciate it. I, I showed him your text. He loves you and Tara so much. So thanks for sending that. I showed it to him, but he loved that. And what a great lesson, too, as we just, like, think about this podcast and the encouragement that we try to give people that Nick really wanted that race with his friends because the 4 by 4 is with, you know, three other athletes. 
It's not just you out there running for the glory with the flag draped around your back at the very end. It's your entire team. And, you know, you and I talked about the joy of writing the book many times and the joy of doing this podcast is, you know, if something good or bad or indifferent happens, we have each other to celebrate with. And to have a track team with, with so many individual events and Nick wanted to give that to his friends and to celebrate with his friends just speaks to his character, speaks to his father and his mother and his sister too and his grandparents. So, so proud of you, Nick. Um, man, don't, do not, I, he's our, he's going to be our, like our guy. Let's take him places and be like, this kid will race you. I mean, he's, he's, you know, we'll tell Nick to kind of like act like he's got some rocks in his shoes and then just let him do his thing. Well, he gets out there, and I don't know, man. He does it, so I don't know how he does it, but I'm so impressed with it. I'm just com impressed for his commitment. But anyway, and thank you for all that. How are you doing? You you got out on your bike today, and you had a gear go bad on you, or the <laughs> the, the shape shifting gear binder box, or whatever the hell you called it. Yeah, the rear derailleur is pretty much cracked at this point, there we and go. Uh, my I need a new chain, and so. I literally was going over this little kicker and something went wrong. And so luckily I skidded to a stop and I'm good to go. But my, the next place I'm skidding to a stop, by the way, is going to be Orlando coming up for the Furniture Today betting conference. Betting conference baby. Yeah, yeah. So our good friends at Furniture Today, uh, I know have been working really hard. I've seen a lot of emails from Jessica Byerly and uh, Sheila Longamera. And they're just getting everything ready, man. Getting the speakers lined up. Our boy Magnuson's going to be taking the stage. Mike Magnuson with GoodBed.com. He might try to convince us that reviews are helpful for brands. So we definitely want to listen up to that. <laughs> of course, Magnuson has a bunch of past episodes on fam.news if you want to go listen to him. So I'm, I'm jazzed up for that because that world is constantly evolving. Uh, what else we got? I mean, what's the focus? What's yeah. the theme? So on the, the day one, so you get in and it's cocktails, but they've got Scott Deming. Scott's uh, the ultimate customer service experience. So he's going to talk about the common tilt towards customer service-based uh, communications and how companies really have their teams aligned around that, which is so true, right? And so what is it really like, the customer service experience, and how are you game planning for that? And I think no matter what, Kinsley, it's like, you know, companies can always actually do well to hear some of that. Um, and then I guess Resident's going to be sponsoring the break there. So thank you to Resident. You got Leggett, the cocktail party the night before, which hasn't changed much, has it? We were doing that um, when we were there. Uh, and then you got state of the industry. You got retailers sharing real world experiences with consumer shopping habits. A big discussion with TSI. So Temper is going to be there and four retailers regarding today's interactions with mattress customers and how they shop and the knowledge that they have and they bring into the store before they ever make the purchase. Kinsley, now we're in the information age, right? And it gives consumers potential power. And so they all come into stores like knowing everything. And so I think they're going to talk about that. But that's just day one. That's just day one. You got to be on site, boots on the ground for day two. And beyond. And so I'm excited to, number one, you know, make sure that we're, as an industry, sharpening the saw, aware of what's happening uh, in our field and beyond, because sometimes we get in this little echo chamber. And I'm excited just to see people, see friends, see friends from the industry. The networking that happens is always, uh, you know, a favorite part of mine. So we'll be there. I mean, England is going to be there. I know uh, you got a crew coming up in from Houston that's going to be there. Yeah. Um, and I, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of our friends are going to be there in Orlando. So excited for that. Hey, um, also here's a little, here's just like a little follow up almost to a, to a past podcast, but 
they do a really great job on the Mattress Industry Network Facebook group. I think I got almost coming up on 1,500 members. And so they do a really nice job. And so there's been some good discussion. And, and uh, there was a little, uh, uh, little commentary going on around an article that went live on the fam. And I think the, uh, the headline was, fish for rich people when door swings drop, average tickets need to increase. And uh, so I think people were talking about the fish for rich people. Probably the more uh, accurate headline to represent the story that Alex did uh, and did a great job with would be fish for bigger tickets. That's kind of the spirit of the story because he actually got into the group and uh, talked to a mattress industry consultant and Texan mattress owner, Lawrence Helliers. And Lawrence just was really making a case for if fewer door swings happen, how are you going to increase those average tickets? And I've been talking to some of our reps, even just today in the Pacific Northwest, we were talking about how the low end and, and really the more premium price points are doing okay in the middle is really getting squeezed. The middle tends to be death. And, uh, you know, people have money, they got money, they want something good, they want it now. Uh, but if they're more budget conscious, they're coming in and, and they want something at the lower end. So some of those middle price points seem to get, be getting squeezed out. And as we have seen retail foot traffic drop some, we, we've been trying to help with that, by the way. Last podcast, Quinn and I brainstormed a bunch of stuff for you. Um, but as we've seen that happen, you, you've seen the barbell effect, I guess, if you will. What, what's your take on that, that idea of fishing for bigger tickets? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think some of the pushback was fair because they're like, hey, rich people aren't the only people that can afford a good bed. So I totally buy into that idea because people that buy expensive beds are people that value sleep. And if they're not into buying an expensive bed, then maybe they haven't been coached up or educated about the importance of the decision they're about to make. So we've talked about that many times. But um, when you're fishing for the big tickets, if you don't if you don't ask for the big sale, if you don't give them perspective, if you're not educating them, if you're not giving them, if you never take them to a bed that is out of their price range, call it five, six, seven thousand dollars or even somewhere a little bit south of that then there's no measuring stick, right? So you have nothing to compare that to. So I think it's okay to in, not count their money. I think uh, Giannakovo even said that, let's not count our customers' money. I agree, don't count their money. Show everyone, give everyone the opportunity to lay on those beds. But the point of the piece was make sure that you're adding to the ticket, right, with other things and and you're um, you're, you're you're doing everything the right way to increase tickets on either the mattress cost or the add-on sales after that. So that was the gist of it. And I think uh, there, were, there were some observations on both sides that were probably fair and accurate. I agree. I agree. And I think Lawrence did a nice job of really trying to help people understand absent of value, people make decisions on price. So we need to build value in everything we do. And really, he was talking about from a marketing strategy standpoint, you know, shifting over to in stock long-term financing, uh, delivery and removal, large assortment of choices, all these different things that if a consumer in the marketing phase gets the message that it's a, you know, a $99 twin or a 199 queen or whatever it is, that's the priming that you're doing and that's the customer you're fishing for. So they're coming in thinking that, you know, sleep is cheap, you know, I, I'm going to get cheap sleep. Whereas if you're building value in what you have and the difference is, between shopping in a brick and mortar location versus online, for example, or just forget about online, just build value in who you are, what you do and what you deliver for people. That's the priming 
of the customer that you want to come into the store, somebody who somewhat, I guess, appreciates that value and will allow your team with their expertise to share more about that sleep system, about the accessories, about the sleep environment and build value in your products. And I think that's the, uh, that, that's the gist of it for me. And then, you know, you fly that pirate flag high enough, you're going to get your pirates, right? You're going to get the people that want to hop on that ship and, and, and buy something from you uh, because they value it. It's not about the, the exact money in their bank account or some moniker of, of rich or not. No, it, it, but no, you're right. It's not about the being rich part. It's about how they view sleep. And that's why it's so important. That's why it's all of our jobs. You know, Mark, I think we sound like a beat, you know, like a broken record when it comes to some of this stuff. But, you know, it, here, here's a good filter to put this through. If you're listening to this, and I don't care if you're a retailer or a betting brand or if you're selling sleep essentials, it doesn't matter. The filter is go to your website, go to your advertising, go to your social media. And for every post, every ad, every line of copy, I want you to bucket everything into, it builds value in something we do, something we sell, a process, our people, something. It builds value or it doesn't. Two buckets, that's it. And when you get done, you're gonna be shocked at probably the, 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 the imbalance on the ledger, right? So much is communicating at people without building value in what you're communicating to them. And so if, if, you're, if you go through that exercise and you're kind of thin on the value build, then you got to think about your strategy because if you want a consumer to spend a bunch of money with you or to value sleep differently, then all you got to do is help them. You got to teach them. You got to educate them. You got to bring them along. You got to bring them down the rabbit hole. And then when you do, it's an amazing thing that happens. It is a true transformation when they value sleep differently. And they value the bed differently. Kinsley, we do a crappy job. We know connecting the dotted line of a mattress to sleep, it's got to be a solid line connection, not the dotted line. A mattress to sleep, sleep to wellness and health. That needs to be firmly established. And I would also add to that, Quinn, challenge your suppliers, your, your vendors, your manufacturers to build value in what they do. You know, one of the things that we, we started asking for in the fam is, you know, what is this? Why is it different? And how do I sell it? Because we're trying to speak to a retail audience and help them take these products and better sell them at retail. Well, you got to get that stuff to cascade down from you as a mattress manufacturer all the, all the way to falling out of, a, out of an RSA's mouth and then it making sense to a consumer. So if you go to your manufacturer's websites and there's not information there that builds value and then helps you build value in those products, it's a fail. And I had one of the greatest compliments recently whenever I got my hands on a PDF that was a training document around our Englander line of products. And this retailer said to me, there is so much great information on englander.com that I didn't even remember was there. I had to go back through the site, extract a lot of that, repurpose it a little bit for our selling environment, but the information stood on its own. And if you don't have a story to tell, you don't have anything to sell. And so that was a great compliment, but do this with, I don't care if it's accessories, people, mattress makers, or somebody that's supplying something, they need to build value in what they do because you're going to be able to bake that into something meaningful for your retail and your consumer environments. And I think if we do this as a whole, like everybody in that chain of communication can help each other along the way. You know, I love, I love about what you said there, Mark, is that you're like, okay, go to your suppliers and have them do what they can do. Right. But 
like where my head went there also is also ask them, ask people outside that aren't even in the category, say, here's my company, here's my website. What do you think the value is of what we do? Or you've been shopping with us. Tell me what, what is it that you like about what we do or what we could be doing differently? If you don't understand your own story, ask other people to let you know how they see you and your story. And you'll be shocked probably at what you hear. How many times do we sit down with people, Kinsley, that want to come in and be sponsors of the fam and we, we, we hear their story and we're like, oh my gosh. And then we go to their websites and we're like, where's that? Like that story was awesome that you just told us. Why isn't it on your own site? Yeah. And most of it sometimes it ends up being like synergistic gobbledygook thingies, you know, we're like, that's all hollow stuff that nobody cares about. Well, they might care about it, but it doesn't make any sense to most people. And it's always funny whenever you have two people from the same company trying to explain what they do. I, I did this with a supplier one time. There were three different people that have been in the industry for a long time. And I said, okay, I want you to explain phase change to me. And I had each of them go individually. And it was the most complicated, convoluted, trip over your shoelaces, mishmash, falling out of your mouth, jumbled disaster. And so I literally, it took us a while to like boil this down to its component part. But that's the thing. You need to ask your people and you need to ask other people, how would you describe us? And then once you figure out that message and who you are, whether it's your product or your selling store or whatever, then you need to make sure and market your marketing at that point. Make sure everybody in your organization is saying the same thing. That's branding. That's reinforcement. That's consumer messaging. Uh, but it's, it's just funny. This is, a, this is a constant problem for people. And uh, I think people are getting better at it, though. I mean, I see some really good examples come our way. No question. So build tickets, everybody. Build value. That's the message for today, Kinsley. All right. Well, hey, head over to fam.news. Make sure you're subscribed to the email newsletter. Give us a, a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, rate, rate Quinn's performance today is five stars, please. Because that's my rating for it. Well, you can, you can rate my tan. I mean, I was out in the sun. You can, <laughs> you can rate the, the, the light glistening off my balding head. Um, no, yeah, rate, rate, rate us if you don't mind. That would be very helpful. But also, more importantly, guys, tell a friend. Like, let's get people to this campfire, as many as we can have. If you've liked an episode we've done in the past, send it to them, share it with them, and uh, let's keep the conversation going. Uh, love to the fam. You guys are awesome. And until next week, Mr. Kinsley, we are out of here. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. Bounce with it. Bounce with it. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Cool as ice. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it 
somebody to get in your vicinity You probably wanna feel a little bit of a hybridity From alone? Out of five, maybe one star Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar Mad back support The best way to shack up or just get rest That won't mess your back up Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist Or a mullet party in the back of the business Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus The ultimate hybrid Nothing short of genius Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, phone keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got the type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us And you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses